0: Welcome to I C U P with We. This is an I C P podcast by a new listener and an old fan from back in the day. I'm Aaron, and I'm Eric,
1: and today we are reviewing 1994's The Terror Wheel.
0: You're listening to the I C U P with We podcast. We're the terror. Terror.
1: what is up everybody welcome back to another week of icup with we i am aaron uh with my co-host with i will confidently say now the co-most eric eric how you doing
0: i'm uh, you know i'm doing okay with uh, all the craziness going on in the world and stuff It, it weighs heavy on my mind and i think we both talked about it and and i'll say that you know we're we're our minds are with everybody on the right side of this uh, battle going on right now.
1: Correct. And that is not on the politically right side.
0: That no, is on no, no, no. The correct side the, side, the that correct you would side that
1: you'd be insane not to be a part of.
0: Yeah. On the side that um, clearly knows that racism is fucking wrong and shouldn't exist. That's the side exactly. we're on. Yeah. Yes. Um, but outside of that, you know, I've, I've been busy and you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. How, how are you?
1: uh good I'm good uh also busy, also doing a lot of stuff, but considering everything that's going on in the world right now that we have to be mad about, I am doing same old, same old other than that
0: yeah you know what I'll say the same, I'll say that that's about how I am as well um doing a lot better than a lot of other people, and I should be thankful for it so
1: absolutely absolutely um so there's that so. Any anything new going on in your life we want to talk about?
0: Anything new going on in my life? Well, I'll tell you what's new going on in my life. I have had Stone Thrower stuck in my head for days. Dope. I love that track.
1: Good. Yeah, that, that one actually seems to be the people's favorite.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, we're talking about everything going on right now. You, you read the lyrics and you listen to that and there's, it just resonates, man. Like, the song not only hits, but the lyrics are super meaningful. Uh, so... Man, that the new Ballista hitting I, hard.
1: I appreciate that. I'm I'm glad you enjoy the song. And yeah, I, I guess uh, there's no. I mean, we couldn't predict what was going to happen a week after we put out that song, obviously. But it is. It sums it up a lot. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, um, the that, right that, song I mean, for the right time. You know, we we've been preaching this kind of stuff for for years now. But to put out a brand new song that that's preaching about police brutality and and uh, at this time, God, what are we psychics?
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? You might be. You might be. You know. You know. It's weird. I'm just thinking of this now as we're talking about it. River was in my dream last night. Really? Yeah. I was. Uh, wh- I was leaving to go to a party, and she was like, "Hey," and I was like, "What's up?" I don't know. It was like I'm just remembering. <laughs> like I'm in a, I'm in a dream, and River was there. Anyway, R-
1: River being the vocalist for Ballista. Uh, oh, yeah, say, we're talking uh, about the, the new, Ballista,
0: new Ballista record.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Uh, so, you know, another thing that I noticed, uh, every every week uh, we listen to a new ICP record and we, we do some research around things that catch our attention. And I generally try to get some information about the album itself and the production of it. And this time I discovered a very interesting thing. I found out that MC Lars, who is a well-known nerdcore rapper, and he also you know does skate punk projects and stuff like that he has a youtube series called hatchet chat where he goes through each album and gives you info about the music in that year and the album and songs itself Uh, and his episode seven which just released in march as our episode seven is on the terror wheel and we have no beef with mc lars at all because we legit didn't know he was doing a thing there
1: yeah uh mc lars we don't have beef with you because uh we don't even think about you, bitch. (laughs) <laughs> I, actually,
0: I really like some MC Lars songs. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think um, Hot Topic is Not Punk Rock was fantastic.
1: Right, uh, anyway. right. right.
0: Uh, I will say MC Lars Hatchet Talk is way better than our podcast. Actually, I don't know. It's a different thing. It's like a 15-minute video versus us like really getting deep on it.
1: Yeah, so he actually uh, goes in and, and he's quick and concise about uh, yeah. his album Talks. Whereas we figured if somebody doesn't want to listen to a 34-minute EP, they'll probably want to listen to an hour and 15-minute episode <laughs> Exactly. Of two people talking about the 30-minute EP. Right,
0: right, exactly. Um, so it, I like to think of our podcast as supplemental. Like you listen to the record, then you come listen to the – this is like having a conversation with us about it.
1: Honestly, yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. I think that that kind of ties up what our podcast is pretty, pretty concisely. But yeah, MC Lars, no uh, bad blood between us and you keep doing your thing. We're going to keep doing ours and uh, may the better piece of content win, uh, which I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and congratulate you for winning that.
0: You know what we are going to win, though? His episodes come out like every two years when he gets around to it. We're going to be way ahead of him soon. Oh, yeah. We're, we're weekly, baby. Hell yeah. We are weekly. Uh, so we talked about 1994 uh, significant hip hop records in the last episode. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to the Ringmaster uh, episode. Uh, we don't need to do that again.
1: Pause this episode. Pause episode seven. Go listen to the entirety of episode six and come back.
0: <laughs> we'll wait. Exactly. We'll yeah, we'll wait. We'll, we'll be right here.
1: Yum, yum. It's time for a tasty and refreshing snack. <laughs> Everybody ready? Books and run. Okay, now that you're back, I uh, hope you enjoyed that last that last episode. Um, let's go mm-hmm. ahead and get into this review.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the terror wheel. So something kind of interesting and important happened in the world of music here. Ringmaster released in March of 1994. And this album released on August 5th of 1994. And something really important happened in between those two releases in Correct. April of that year. Kurt Cobain's suicide became one of the most significant events in modern music history which I think undeniably brought attention to punk and metal and alternative and underground music of all types.
1: Oh, 100%. Uh, um, but yeah, what, that what was What month
0: a were you born, deal. Mr. Aaron? I was born in May. You were born in May. So you yes. were born right after uh you know, Kurt Cobain's suicide and all of that happened. Uh, your mother was probably wearing a Nirvana T-shirt when she gave birth to you.
1: Could be. I, Could I, be. Honestly, that'd be dope as hell if she was.
0: That would <laughs> that'd be That would be kind of cool. Uh, so anyway, I think from that point, there was more attention and more clamoring by record labels and radio stations to grab on to these up and coming, what used to be underground acts like Nirvana was at one point. Uh, So here we have ICP releasing their second sideshow of the Dark Carnival Saga. It continues the story and message of Ringmaster, sort of, right? So Ringmaster was recorded in 1993, and Terror Wheel was recorded in 1993 and 1994, meaning that some of this EP was recorded prior to the release of Ringmaster, Part of it was recorded after, and now Riddlebox, their next LP, started recording in 1994. And here's my brain's turning as I listen to this and I look at all these timelines. I suspect some of these songs were actually Ringmaster b-sides or outtakes, while others were new tracks that sound a lot more like they belong on Riddlebox. And as a matter of fact, Dead Body Man, or a slightly different version in a slightly higher key, also appears on Riddlebox. Uh, and- okay. I read that the smog was initially intended for Riddlebox as well. And you can sort of hear the difference in some of the songs, right? So like you've got schizophrenic and out that feel more like they would have fit on Ringmaster. And some tracks, like Amy's in the Attic, could go either way. Uh overall, this is pretty transitionary, right?
1: Yeah, I, I would think so. Um, I think you're you're completely correct in saying that some of these could definitely have been B-sides to Ringmaster. Yeah. I definitely get that vibe. I'm not familiar with uh, the riddle next, box with riddle box. So we'll get there. Really? Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, and, and we can track back and and talk about terror wheel and kind of what we yeah. think could have fit where for sure.
0: So, uh, you know, we were talking just a minute ago about MC Lars hatchet talk. I watched the episode on uh, terror wheel and he actually told a really cool story about how, uh, for the cover of this album, it's like an orange face screaming and like sort of motion blurred. Yeah. Apparently, ICP straight up yanked the cover art from Moby, like the EDM artist's Go Remix EP. That's Moby's face on the cover. Oh, wow. And MC Lars actually noted he said, Moby is vegan straight edge. And some of his religious and philosophical views probably resonated with ICP. And I. I wonder what's going on there. I know uh it doesn't sound like there was ever any kind of lawsuits or anything. He just was like fine, use it.
1: That's actually cool as hell.
0: Yeah, it's weird.
1: That is weird. Yeah. God, look at that. MC Lars, you're doing it better than us. I mean,
0: I didn't know that. We I would know Yeah, that. we
1: would we would have not have gathered that information if it were not for you, so thank you.
0: Yeah, bringing the info right to us. The only other things I have for this is that once again we've got an album fully produced by Mikey Clark and I didn't know this but apparently Dead Body Man got some pretty significant radio play in Detroit which is kind of crazy I don't know how they would have edited that one down
1: Yeah huh that's that's weird I, I would I would love to hear like the radio version of that song
0: right I'm sure it's out there somewhere
1: It probably is uh if I were not lazy I would look for it
0: <laughs> We could probably find it
1: Probably um, all right, so so Eric, uh what are your overall thoughts on the Terror Wheel?
0: So aside from those thoughts on me feeling like this is sort of recorded partially as, you know, Ringmaster sessions and partially as riddle box sessions sort of in between. Uh I think for the most part, these songs are solid. I, I think with every release we've reviewed so far, there's progress, a step in the right direction. I think this is for me another step in the right direction. Some of my favorite ICP songs are on this one, but I'm torn by all the skits and extra content. And I know it's a concept album, but it feels like a forced concept that's just like led by the skits as the songs themselves aren't really part of the concept and story. But the beats of production to me are pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So uh, for me to start out, let's go ahead and say, so six songs, 34 minutes. Um, We briefly talked about the album artwork, uh, mm-hmm. I heavily enjoy the album artwork. I enjoy yep. it even more now, knowing that it's Moby. I think that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um. This very much so, like you said, they're progressing. And I love that they're progressing. This might be their first release where I didn't absolutely
0: hate one song. Same. There's nothing. You know, every other album, we've been like, oh, there's a couple tracks we could leave off or trim down. I don't think there's a track... I would eliminate here, but there are things I might trim.
1: I would most definitely trim down a couple songs. Yep. Um nothing I would eliminate though. Yeah, there's not a single song I would eliminate. Um very much so felt like you said, parsed together, um, and then adding the skits into the songs to make them fit with the concept rather than writing songs that fit with the concept.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how it felt. And it, again, it kind of worked.
1: Yeah, it worked fine. It, it worked yeah. fine. Um, I would have much rather had songs that fit with the concept, but you do what you got to do, I guess.
0: Or just give us the songs and skip the... Yeah, or just say fuck the, the concept. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so let's go ahead and go track by track. Uh, Track number one, Dead Body Man. Eric, what are mm-hmm. your
0: thoughts? So, you know, we're talking about these skits. All the intro stuff with willoughby rags is kind of what i'm talking about which there is some value it's kind of funny i get why it's there but i'm telling you if this ep just started in at like 106 with that sick organ ping pong at the beginning of dead body man i feel like it would have hit so much harder uh i
1: think it would have too
0: yeah but with that said i do love this song the beat is dope i think when we get there you'll you'll hear it and make the judgment for yourself i think the riddle box version is superior it's subtle but it's a little faster it's a little more punchy um this song it's a story about a guy that spends all his time with dead bodies and even eats them uh, all for a payoff line at the end that i think really resonated with me then and still does now you know he's talking about all this stuff collecting dead bodies, and his girlfriend's dead bodies, and his friends are dead bodies, and he eats dead bodies. And he says, at the very end, the last line: "If you think I'm sick, take a look at yourself. You've got dead deer heads up on your shelf, and on your keychain is a little baby rabbit's hand. I'm just a dead body man."
1: Yeah, that's good. I really like that last line. Uh, it's something that I wrote down as well. Yeah, um, the beat when it kicks in was cool as hell. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, not super great as far as flow flows go, but I, I loved a lot of the lyrics. Um, yeah. there's one I wanted to point out in particular, and that is, um, born with a hatchet and a juggalo face, but I'm not mm-hmm. a Martian. You wouldn't understand. I'm just a dead body man. Hatchet and juggalo in the same line. Is this kind of the birth, the, or the early beginnings of the hatchet man? Uh, their,
0: uh, iconic logo. It it may be also, you know, I have that line written down, too, and I said, I think this is the first intentional use of the word juggalo, not for the sake of rhyming juggle with something else.
1: Right, because uh, the, the rhyme is, is alien race and juggalo face. Right.
0: So, yeah, I, I think you're right. It may have been just a thing that happened. Again, we have not gotten to a point where they're talking about juggalos, juggalos, but... Uh, I I liked that that line, too. Also, one of the best lines on the entire EP is right after that, where he says, The moment I was born, the doctor whipped me against the wall, kicked open the door, and he whipped me down the hall. I'm sliding, and I'm bouncing off shit like a hockey puck. And my mother's like, what the fuck? (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That is definitely pretty good. All in all, I think it was good for a sideshow EP intro.
0: Yeah, I think... It's a it's a decent song. It's funny uh, not to bring it back to this. It'll be the last time I probably bring it up. But uh, as I was watching that MC Lars thing, he called this out because this has always been one of my favorite tracks of theirs and favorite lines. But he said, uh, you know, Dead Body Man really draws attention to the hypocrisy of how we value human life over the lives of other animals uh, saying, and he, he mentioned that line and said, vegans love that line.
1: Oh, yeah. And it, it, it ties in even better why Moby's face is on the, the EP for being a, a vegan straight edge individual. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he loved this song or would have if he ever heard it. Who knows? I'm sure
0: he has. I'm sure he's aware.
1: You know, if somebody puts my face on on their EP, I'll go ahead and go and listen to it. Yeah. Give it a listen. I'll give yeah. it a listen. So let's go ahead and move on to schizophrenic. Um, okay. I like the intro. The quick, "You're schizophrenic, don't panic," was actually kind of kind of fun.
0: It's cool. This is a song that I definitely felt like would have fit really well on Ringmaster. Tone wise, oh, sound wise, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, beats okay. Flows were tight, and that's part of what felt Ringmastery about it. I was like, the beat is a Ringmaster beat. I don't think it's taken that step beyond yet, but the flows feel real tight and and punchy.
1: Now I will say I didn't heavily enjoy the record scratching at the beginning. It felt very nineties esque yeah. and it felt very fun to uh to listen to. The chorus uh is probably I said it last week about I forget which song I said about on on Ringmaster, but this chorus will probably be the chorus that I'll be singing in my head next week
0: uh yeah last week it was mr johnson's head but this That's one what yeah it was. yes yes you're schizophrenic don't panic yeah it's pretty it's pretty good this song is interesting the song is interesting it's about mental illness illness there's elements of schizophrenia and paranoia they're hearing voices Um, uh, they're they're paranoid thinking that people are trying to kill them uh and at the end of the song. Uh, they kind of give in to the insanity, pull out an axe, and take off my clothes, paint my face like a wicked clown. I'm down, straight schizophrenic. Like, I, I don't know. I thought, I think the song overall is decent. It's kind of cool.
1: Oh yeah. Um. So there is a, a line I wanted to mention. Uh, Sitting in my room, everything's dark. I think I heard somebody fart. Great. But how
0: could that be? Ain't nobody nobody's here. Hearing... Right. Exactly.
1: So they're hearing voices and they're hearing bodily functions.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose, uh, why should you be limited to just voices? You could hear all kinds of things.
1: 100%. Um, so that's that's all I have for Schizophrenic on about you. You, you got anything else for me?
0: Uh, no, the only thing that I had is that, um, so this track ends with an intro to the next track, and Willoughby Rags is back. And I thought it was kind of funny that it starts out with him smoking, And then he talks about the smog that comes out of the pipes and sewers and chokes you. And I felt like there was some subtle commentary there that was kind of humorous.
1: Yeah, I I think there was. I think that was that was kind of kind of funny there. So uh, let's move on to the smog. Pretty cool beat and message. I I like that. Uh, Let me tell you, I, I, I get to open up Spotify. I get three songs in and the third song is seven minutes, 45 seconds. I start to roll my eyes a little bit, man.
0: <laughs> uh, but much like on which one was it? Beverly kills. They did the thing where they literally put two songs on one track. Yeah. Here. And I don't know why they did. Cause at three 30, a song called thoughts in my head starts. I wish they would have made it a separate track.
1: God, I was thinking the same thing because, yeah, when that started, I kind of perked up a little bit and thought, oh, wait, no, they're just doing this dumb thing that they always do. Yes. And cram two different songs together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Before we get to that part of it, though, I will say there are so many things about this track that I think are cool. Like There's so many cool ideas in this one. I like the way the song starts with those tiny voices. The smog is coming. Uh, I think the beat is just crushing on this one. It's super dark and yet driving at the same time. I think the flows are super tight on this. And there's a part, you know, I think it's right before the end of the song where that little, those there's this little voice that they keep using. The smog is coming, but the the voice goes, the smog is here. And I was like, damn. And then the chorus with the gang vocals at the end, I was like, Oh yeah, "This this is a well put together track.
1: I, I agree with you. I mean, the the flows were extremely tight. It would have been so cool if they just cut it at the outro of The Smog Is Coming and then yeah. played a new song called Thoughts in My Head.
0: Yep. Uh, Although there's, there is something that kind of ties them together, but it's a loose tie. So The Smog is about pollution and the toxic air from the factories in Detroit and stuff. There is a line in Thoughts in My Head where he says, talks about a woman sick from a disease that she caught from the air and he says the air we breathe is fucked up and i'm like okay i get that uh i still wouldn't have put him on the same track but with that said i actually really dig thoughts in my head i've listened to it so many times it's a simple looping beat with essentially spoken word but the lyrics are really heavy there's You know, even in the songs where we've been like, well, there's nothing funny in this, there's usually still something tongue in cheek or silly at this. Not a not a single thing funny. This is literally
1: one hundred percent serious.
0: Yeah. And it's really scathing social commentary. And at times it sounds like some acacia strain lyrics to me when he's talking about when the bombs drop, it causes tidal waves that paint the town red and stuff. I was like, damn.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh so, and when the bombs drop, it causes tidal waves, tidal waves that paint the the town red, everybody's dead, thoughts in my head, insane, let me tell you, now, I, I do have a question for you, is there a separate track for Thoughts in My Head on somewhere else, a compilation, a, a later album or EP or something like that, or is it always tied in with smog?
0: You know, that's a good question. I actually don't know. Not that I've seen. They may have done some sort of re-release at some point that's just that separately. Okay, because uh, if
1: there see. is, sign me up. I think it'd be great.
0: Like, I just searched it, and if you go to YouTube, it actually has it separate. It says, Insane Clown Posse, Thoughts, Hidden Song. Uh, but everywhere else, it looks like it's just paired with the smog, which is so weird.
1: Yeah, anyway. that's that's strange, but... Um yeah, I, I like Thoughts in My Head. You're right, nothing silly or tug in cheek about it. It was just scathing social commentary. Fantastic. I really wish it was a separate song. Agree. The smog was was alright. It was good. I mean the flows were nice. I like that. Um let's go ahead and get to uh track number four, which is out. Yeah, what what were your
0: thoughts on out there, friend?
1: So uh we got we're we're checking in with uh Willoughby here at the beginning yeah um in order to half-ass tie this into the concept
0: right which is has nothing to do with the concept this song
1: no it has zero to do with it yeah (laughs) um i will say you got shaggy two dope doing a little intro um that you can clearly tell this was the intro for this song correct then they put in a skit before the intro so intro number one intro number two intro number one is tying it to the uh vibes of terror wheel i guess you could say yep. Intro number two is the one that actually should be the intro uh,
0: which i really like that second intro with the uh sort of almost soap opera like organ beginning oh yeah and it,
1: well and then and then the uh beat kicks in with Viol- yeah. and violent j starts and the bass line is great
0: and yeah so- it's a real funky kind of bouncy beat it's different
1: it is yeah so great flows i I really like the flows we got a uh a, a Fago reference. I believe yeah. this is Fago reference number 1. I didn't catch any other ones before this. Uh no, I think that's the first one. And it was uh took a loaf of bread and a carton off the shelf, even took a Fago 2 liter for myself. Yep. Referring to when he was breaking into uh the store. The store. It's it's kind of towards the end.
0: You know, I had a note here Says at this point, you cannot deny Violent Jay's abilities as a storyteller and lyricist. Because time and time again, we've we've gotten these tracks where it's mostly him just painting a picture, telling a story, like almost writing a screenplay of sorts for let me paint this picture for you. And and the story is basically, you know, his parents are deadbeats and he's got to take care of his little brother. They're out of food, so he needs to go to the store but he lives in a shitty neighborhood and there's a line that says this little trip to the store straight fucking me up and he's basically getting attacked and injured as he goes and it does get ridiculous because he's losing limbs and by the end he's just a head
1: yeah so by the end um but i gotta say i made it home in a heartbeat nobody fucks with a head rolling down the street um (laughs) and this was so this was after the store owner um that he broke into shot him and, and blew my motherfucking head off my shoulders. Now I'm ahead with a loaf of bread in my mouth, bouncing up the stairs. I knock on the door with my chin. Hey, yo, little man, won't you let me in and best believe it was good to see my little brother. And then you hear his, his little brother. Hey, you forgot the milk, you dumb motherfucker.
0: <laughs> and then and that's the title of the song comes from that next line. After that, he basically is headed back to the store and I'm out.
1: I like this song a lot, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's a cool song. You're uh,
1: right. I mean, the way Violent J can paint a picture for for the listener, incredible.
0: Yeah, it's 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 skill, man. It's talent. Like the thing I've noticed over these 7 episodes uh is regardless of where they are now musically or what their fan base looks like, Listening back to all this stuff, there's there is some genuinely good content that I enjoy here.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It makes me want to stay in these early days forever.
0: Yeah, I'm so and not worried. Get <laughs> so to what worried. they
1: are now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we'll feel differently about it listening in this format where we're listening every week and we're seeing the progression. I don't That's know. True. We'll That's
1: true. That's true. I yeah, you're right. We shouldn't. Shouldn't count him out yet. Uh, so, so that was out. Uh, last thing was an outro where we are, uh, you know, chilling with Willoughby again. Yep. Um, and then he kind of tells you, he leads you into the next song. The next song being, I stuck her with my wang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, I love this beat. This song. Oh, yeah. Man, and, and the other cool thing is um, we came from a song, except for the intro and outro, which were Shaggy 2 Dope, was All Violent J. This one, aside from the intro and outro, is All 2 Dope.
1: Yes, yes. This is uh, 100% 2 Dope. Violent J does the intro and the outro as well. But uh, yeah, this is 2 Dope just doing uh, what 2 Dope does, singing about stupid shit and uh, being a little silly willy.
0: Yeah, uh, I have this written down. I said, I know what line is Aaron's favorite. All right. I want
1: to, I want to hear what line you think is my favorite. I have, have a couple couple written down here.
0: There's a lot of good ones. Legitimately, like... Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but there's a line where he says, I stuck a Fago bottle in her Nedden hole, twist you and turn you just to shake her up, pop off the top, and it's shooting at her butt
1: yes uh i think you were correct in in naming my favorite line
0: good job good job um i feel like i the next line says fuck i feel like aaron's gonna have a lot of favorite parts this song is hilarious
1: yeah this song is is great i took some elmer's glue i slapped it on her titties and i stuck her to the roof (laughs) and when i came back i opened up the door her titties were so long they was dragging on the floor uh (laughs) fantastic uh there's a bob vila reference did you did you hear that one
0: yeah yep she called me bob vila when i stuck it into place i tied her leg behind her head and kicked her in the face
1: gotta love it hey love bob vila big fan of bob vila
0: yeah this Um, old house i mean come on
1: and 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 he even he talked about uh the ringmaster
0: oh my god Um, i hit it slow
1: motion i had the ringmaster brew me up a love potion i put it on her nedden i know this sounds insane Her coochie started whistling and singing out my name. Shaggy, 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 stick me with your wang.
0: (laughs) I love that the chorus of this is just, I stuck her with my wang. It's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, this song is just insane. And it it is what it is. It's one of those songs where you listen and you have a good laugh. And then you move on to the next one.
0: I remember... When we were in school, like, you know, me and my friends really, you know, were getting into ICP and stuff. And I remember all the girls that listened to them or would listen, loved this song. Huh? This was like the one that they thought was awesome.
1: That's really funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, And good. Just an anecdote. So uh, So, uh, shall we move on? Yes, Amy's in the Attic, Uh, nine-minute, 21-second track that's actually two songs mashed together. Yep. I wanted to roll my eyes so hard when I saw how long this song was. Ugh.
0: Man, more than any of the other ones, this is the one I wish they had split. Oh, yeah. Because the the second song or whatever on this track is called the phone number. And it's literally just a rhyme that's giving you information for a phone number to call to find out the name of the new album. And Amy's in the Attic, I think, is a song that has enough merit on its own that being on its own track would have done it some good. I think after a really funny song This one is a shock to your system. It's very dark. I remember feeling uncomfortable listening to it then, and even now, it's still a little uncomfortable.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that they did not do Amy's in the Attic justice by putting this cheesy little next album promotion at the end.
0: Agree. I agree. But again, I mean... You know, they talked about going nationwide, but they were only selling records in Detroit. They only had, you know, their, for the most part, local fans and stuff. I don't think at the time they expected 20 and 30 years later, people to still be listening to this thinking, you know, oh, we're going back and analyzing this record. They were like, we got right now and let's get people stoked on the new album. You know, I it's, yeah,
1: I, I get that. I mean, it's definitely like, uh, I wouldn't say short-sighted. It kind of was. Um, yeah, I wanted to be nice. Uh, but I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's no other way to say it. Yeah, short. It, it's it's a little short sighted. Yeah. They didn't think that this would be something, like you said, people would be listening to 26 to 30 yeah. years later, you know?
0: Yeah. In retrospect, leave it off or put a card in with the tape or CD with the number to call or whatever, you know?
1: Or make it a separate track that you put like dead in the middle of the EP And you make it one minute
0: or make it a separate track so that when you upload it to Spotify, when that's created down the line, you can just leave that track off.
1: Oh, perfect. Even better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Amy's in the attic, though.
1: Yes. So, okay, the intro, we got a sample from um, the 1979 Disney film, The Black Hole with Mr. Pizer. I think you should come up here. And then that actually continues into the hook
0: as well. Is that what it's from? The black hole? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I so I didn't know that either. Thank you again, genius.com for That's cool. Uh, or or should I say, oh, here we go. Thank you to Genius.com user Star Booty for annotating <laughs> that for us. Star Booty. Star well, Booty thank you. Huge shout out. Star um, Booty. Yeah, so uh Mr. Pizer reference. Yeah. Cool beat. The hook is kind of sick. I loved it this... now, I will say I do have a complaint about this song, okay, and that is the flows, even with the lyric sheet in front of me, it was very hard to understand the lyrics at at some points,
0: yeah, I, oh yeah, I guess I never really noticed that i i uh, I'll have to like get the lyrics and and listen along with it, they but I
1: sounded very
0: lost in the mix at times, oh yeah, well i that is one thing that we didn't talk about. I do not feel so beats and stuff great some of the mix overall on this record is eh, not quite there yeah but again it's all independent so eh.
1: mike e clark get your shit together my guy
0: I don't know if Mike did the mastering and stuff, but uh, maybe, I don't know. He, he might I think he did anything. most of it as too. It's not bad, don't get me wrong. It's not like going back and listening to basement cuts or anything.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not a rough listen. And like I said, it's really something that I only noticed for the first time you know, on this song when I started reading yeah. the lyric sheets. Um, and then when I listened to this song the second time, or when I listened to the EP, rather, the second time, I kind of noticed, oh, it's a little more rampant throughout the EP than just just Amy's in the attic.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Amy's in the attic. The, speaking of the lyrics, the story is about uh, a man living with guilt and paranoia after accidentally killing his childhood friend and hiding her body in the attic. Uh, he's, he, he's beginning to basically question the suppressed memories. Did this actually happen? And he's he's too afraid to go to the attic and face the truth to see if if he's in his head about it and it's not something that ever happened or if the dead body of this little girl is actually up there to the point where he's considering suicide to escape what he's done until the very end. You know, should I climb the terror stairs and see if all my terror fares? He in the previous courses it ends with no, and at the end it says yes. But it ends without actually ever telling us what happens when he gets there. Yeah, it's
1: kind of a cliffhanger. We don't really know if this was in his head or not.
0: However, the song ends with your ticket awaits on the terror wheel. And I would think that the only people going to the terror wheel are souls that are being judged or the souls of the evil. I don't know how that all works. Or maybe it's just saying, hey, all souls have potential to go there. You're going to find out whether you are evil or not, and it might just play into it. Or it could just be tacked on going, hey, here's how we're bookending this EP, Terror Wheel, and then more Willoughby Rags saying, hey, there's more.
1: Could it be you think, um, and I might be completely wrong on this, he does go up there. Violent J does go up there. He does realize that he did kill amy all those years ago yeah and then commit suicide and by committing suicide that was his seat that that was him taking his seat on the terror wheel
0: could be because it sort of hints at that's where things could have headed so i think that's a speculative uh good guess i think i'm very smart you you know what i think <laughs> i think you're very smart as well
1: um so <laughs> i absolutely loved the imagery the very fucked up i should say imagery of amy's in the attic same Um, you know verse one started off with um just him telling the story i was a little boy ever so naive amy was my best friend i never want to hurt her i never want to think about her murder right Um, and then it goes into how she died Chase her down the slide, uh chase her across some monkey bars, I pushed her off the sled, Amy Amy coincidentally hit her head.
0: it's funny because I I I mean, I don't know if you did, but when we were kids there was a playground near our house and I remember playing with my friends and cousins there, and the way he talks about it, I pictured being at that playground and the I, I really thought about, man, could your you know yeah, absolutely. Somebody could have gotten hurt. Somebody could have died. And, you know, picturing suppressing those memories. Uh, it, I mean, as dumb as it sounds, you can actually start to picture what this person is going through on some level.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there was definitely when I was the reading these lyrics and listening to it, I was picturing my childhood playground the entire time. Right? And there is no possible way. I don't know how kids weren't killed every day on that fucking thing. That's what I'm saying. The
0: one by our house was like, it was not safe.
1: Uh, uh-uh. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. It, uh, first of all, I think playgrounds should probably just be outlawed because none of them seem to be safe.
0: No, hell no. No matter
1: how safe you make them, kids find a way to make them unsafe
0: well kids can make anything unsafe man
1: oh yeah so maybe we should outlaw
0: kids oh now we're talking i like that
1: yeah i think i think we got down to the the real real (laughs)
0: really down to the nitty-gritty there so uh anything anything else on amy's in the attic before we talk about the also track six phone number
1: uh no i i I got uh, that's pretty much it so let's go ahead and hit up uh so track six kind of starts after your seat awaits you on the terror wheel, good old Willoughby Rags coming back yeah. in uh, to play here, saying, hey, this is the end of your ride, but it's not quite over yet. Uh, call this phone number to hear the name of the third Joker's card, and then that's when it kind of kicks in with Violent J.
0: Yeah, I think the beat is, eh, fine, whatever. The the, the There's a couple things that I noticed that seemed a little bit Interesting about this. It's basically just um a rhyme. Like they go, okay, the phone number is 313 now for the rest. And he will say a line, and then you pick the number that rhymes with the words in the line. But one of the lines that I wanted to point out is that this this track contains the line: Everywhere I go, there's a juggalo, and he's my hero. Again, using that term. In a way that almost feels like he's referring to fans, but I don't know if he's trying to rhyme with hero.
1: Yeah, so um, it could be, but the very next line is the juggalos key will forever be hand in hand with me. The number is.
0: Yeah, so mm, yeah, maybe I I don't know. We've definitely got some uses of the word juggalo in the more modern sense of the word, although early.
1: Yeah, very yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so and then it it ends with just call to reveal the third Joker's card said over and over again, which I actually have. Uh, thank you, Mushy Mustard, uh, genius user for annotating this. Uh, the hotline message that this phone number led to, um, was later released as the final track of Riddlebox
0: Oddities. Uh, it's not the final track. I actually discovered this myself as well. Oh. Um so for the 20th anniversary, they re-released Riddlebox on a double LP and on the second one, they've got Riddlebox oddities and it's a bunch of odds and ends but this is actually track 13 of like 17 or 18 or something.
1: Well, then I retract my thank you mushy mustard. Uh,
0: get it fucking <laughs> right, buddy. It's a the the that Riddlebox oddities is on spotify you can listen to it i discovered it as i was looking at things um and the the album is kind of it's not like let me sit down and listen to this record because there's a lot of like random weird pieces of things that aren't song songs but there are a couple of things on there that actually i was kind of excited about because as a young lad if i remember correctly the first icp uh release i ever heard uh, was called Chicken Hunting, and it had three versions of Chicken Hunting. It had the Slaughterhouse mix, which is not a remix despite what they call it, but rather a completely different version of the song with re-recorded vocals and stuff. Uh, it had the the uh, original recipe, which is the one that was on Ringmaster. Right, But it also had the songs I Didn't Mean to Kill Him and Fabulous. And Fabulous is one of my favorite just beats in general. And both of those songs that I've never seen anywhere else. I think they actually, they might've ended up on one of the forgotten freshness, which is like their B sides and rarities albums. But I think it's so cool that those showed up on there because I remember hearing those, like that was one of the first things that I ever heard. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's actually interesting. Yeah. Uh,
0: So, you know, another thing about the phone number that, that stood out to me, what's that? I'm, I'm a nerd. So, I went through it and wrote the number down and it's 131348039 I don't know what the last number is because the number rhymes with the words show and no huh so is it o like 0 or is it fo like 4 because I don't know of a number that rhymes with no
1: yeah that's uh, so I kind of interpreted it actually as o I hope so. Um,
0: But the first zero in that is zero because he says hero and then zero. So it would be weird to go from zero to then. Oh, maybe it's oh.
1: That's yeah, that is kind of weird because when people say phone numbers, usually they go full in on the O or they'll go full in on the zero. They won't
0: do both. One of each, Uh,
1: which is weird.
0: But I also went uh, back to uh, our episode two notes to see if this is the same number they shout out at the end of basement cuts, but it's not.
1: Ah, uh, Damn, that actually would have be been good. That, <laughs> just, been that cool. would have be been good. That would have been cool. Yeah. So that's kind of it uh, as far that, as what I have. Same I about you. Overall, definitely could have just left out that last part of Amy's in the attic. And yeah, Amy's in the attic would have been a, gr- a better song. But yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, whatever. So let's talk about our personal favorite tracks and go ahead and toss those bad boys on the playlist, huh?
0: Let's, let's. So, uh, do you, do you want to go first?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go and go first. Um, so I think it was kind of hard for me to pick, if I'm yeah. being honest. I had a few yeah. that I, that were very close in contention with each other. Yeah. But I really enjoyed Schizophrenic. Okay. And I think that's the one that I want to go ahead and toss up there.
0: Sick. There isn't a song I dislike on this EP, actually. Um, I will say The Smog is one of my favorite ICP songs. I remembered it always being one of my favorites. And when I went back and listened again, I was like, fuck, this is still really dope. I would consider Amy's in the Attic, but there's no way I'm putting it on with that big, long phone number thing at the end. Right. Right. Uh, dead body man is cool but it's not the version i choose the only issue i have with putting the smog on is that it's got thoughts in my head which i also like thoughts in my head you know what let's just go with the smog you get two songs for the price of one
1: go with the smog sounds good yeah i am adding it as we speak Sick. um my honorable mention would have been out
0: it's fun that we picked alternate favorites on this one. Kinda oh cool. yeah
1: uh i i agree with you on that one and and the smog was definitely in contention but i left it off because of thoughts in my head yeah um but yeah. You're, you're i th- I think at the end of the day you're right hey two for the price of one yeah uh, so now our uh playlist is three minutes shy of an hour 12 so hey, it is looking yeah. good y'all real good um so let's go ahead and talk uh our our fago scores Music and beats for me, I I, I want to go ahead and give them a, a three and a half. Uh, okay. I loved a lot of the beats, but I had to kind of, and maybe this should more be on lyrics and flows, but I I, I had to hit them a little bit with the mix. Okay. Um, I feel like that kind of music and beats encapul- encapsulates how the mix is on the uh on the the release. So I had to go through it for a 3.5, not as high as it was on Ringmaster. Um, If you remember, I did straight four on Ringmaster, but you got to get better with the mixes. Yep. Uh, I I know you're still independent, but come on now.
0: Come on. Word. Uh, I actually went with the straight four on this one because I will agree on the mix here and there, but I thought overall, this was the release that had the most consistent you know beats that i enjoyed so i went with a four
1: okay um yeah and and, and i'm not gonna not gonna talk down on this album because of the mix um i think the beats and music were sick yeah I, i couldn't i couldn't let it go without without kind of knocking them half a point for it
0: yeah, man, so, that's um, you. You you keep half of Fago for yourself. You deserve man, it. I
1: will. I think I do deserve it. Um, lyrics and flows. I went ahead yep. and went with a straight four on this one. I think uh, all in all, I liked the lit. There were there wasn't a, a song that I thought these lyrics are whack or uh, a song where I thought this flow is whack. I went with the four.
0: I, th- I I think it was pretty good as far as lyrics and flows go. Same. I also went with a four. The only way I would ding the lyrics is the skits and stuff because they just don't, I don't know if it adds to it. Again, I don't think it detracts that much either, but a pair of fours. Yeah,
1: the, the skits, could easy, you could easily tune those out, but it'd be better if they weren't there in the first place. Um, yes. But yeah, th- for, I think four is the correct correct. Score for that one, so I'm, I'm glad we agree on that one. Uh, vibe at the time of re- the release, yeah. I'm gonna also give it a straight up four. Uh, same as last week, the vibe was kind of still the same as as Ringmaster for the most part, and they came out in the same year, so you know there's there's nothing wrong with giving them another four.
0: Yeah, I also gave a four, which I think this one is actually uh, a a slight improvement step more into their own with better beats and stuff in some regards. I still think Ringmaster is pretty solid, but I think, you know, they did take a albeit small step forward. Uh so with all of our scores averaged, uh the Terror wheel comes out to a 3.92, which makes it marginally higher scored than Ringmaster. But another overall 4. Got to love it. Great. 4 Fagos.
1: Hey, congrats the Terror Wheel on your 4 Fago score. It's looking like the Ringmaster might be the best joker card.
0: With uh with this sideshow. and uh and, Yeah, when you when you pair them, I mean We'll see. I, I really shouldn't give this away, but we are heading toward what I remember being my favorite Joker's card and sideshow very soon. So uh, I want to see if that holds true.
1: Oh, great! Yeah, that's that's. I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so now that we've reviewed uh, and rewarded Fago score for the Terra Wheel, um, Eric got his hands on some actual Fago. For us to review.
0: I can't Um, believe it, but yes.
1: So in honor of the Terra Wheels Orange cover, uh, today we're going to sample and review
0: Fago Orange. Hell Um, yeah. And I'm just gonna throw this out there. Uh I don't generally drink sodas and stuff. I haven't in many, many years. Um, but I did go and do some research and the uh fine folks at the uh Fago Incorporated did say that there are no animal products in their drinks, so they're suitable for vegans. Because of that, I'm going to make an exception and we are going to drink some Fago and review it.
1: That's great. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and, and pop out and grab mine from the fridge uh, so it is ice cold and I will be right back. The Fago Kid. Which way did he go? Which way did he go? He went for Fago! All right, I am back and
0: ready we to are, drink some Fago. So, we are ready to Fago it.
1: Before I open my can. Let's just talk about the outside real fast.
0: Let's talk about that. Yes,
1: can design is kind of cool. Um, it's got a very '90s, early 2000s vibe to it. Very colorful.
0: I was um, literally just gonna say that in the '90s and early 2000s. I think that they changed the logo to this sort of uh more sort of hand script font, like fun Fago logo. When I was a kid, I remember Fago being. Sort of a fast-looking block font, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I'm looking here; it's actually caffeine-free. Which Correct. Is something I, that I, I never
0: knew. I don't. I don't know if you know this. I don't fuck with caffeine at all.
1: I, yeah, I, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Huh. Uh huh. The ones I won't sample on on this show, should we get there, would be things like uh, cola or Moon Mist or something like that. But as long as they don't have caffeine, I'm I'm down to test them out
1: down to clown baby uh let's go and crack these bad boys open
0: let's crack them oh yeah
1: smelling it it smells uh just like a sun-kissed orange soda
0: you know it it's interesting to smell this right now because it um it has a very distinct actual orangey smell oh yeah if you would put this in front of me and i didn't know what it was yeah, there's a little bit of sugariness, but I would say it has sort of a real orange juice or orangey smell to it.
1: Yeah, you, you know, you could put this in front of me blindfolded and I'd think maybe it was like a a, a sun-kissed possibly.
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: Because you definitely smell some sugar on the back end of it. Yes. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and taste it. My my same. Mouth is watering.
0: Yeah, let's do this. Oh. Wow, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's funny. I um, I wondered if when I drank this, if it would take me back to uh, either being a kid or back in the day when we used to, um, when I was in school, we used to, because it was cheap, buy Fago all the time. That's what was in the fridge. And we would just sit and hang out with our two liters and drink them. And I, this is not a super familiar flavor, not to say that it's changed, but it's like drinking uh, something I've never tasted before at the same time.
1: Huh. Yeah, you can definitely taste something in here that's missing that the the big orange soda companies have in theirs. Yeah, it's different, but I don't mind that it's missing. It tastes a, a little more natural than,
0: like a sun kissed. It's a unique flavor, right?
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, so. I should say so so Eric was was nice enough to find Fago for us. Um I met up with him what was that Friday or Thursday? Uh
0: yeah, I think it was Friday.
1: Yeah, we met up Friday in a guitar center parking lot to uh so he could hand <laughs> me mine and uh I've had six oranges just uh uh sitting in my my refrigerator taunting me. The thing is I so I love soda uh, it's something that I will always love I think i I will never get past loving soda so these things were calling my name all oh. Friday night all yesterday, and I'm so happy that we're finally reviewing the orange so I can probably immediately crush the other five today
0: man this is actually pretty good what if you were to give this fago a fago score uh be I know it's the first one, but you can just uh. Score it on the scale of because it's Fago, we'll say of all pop because Fago is not soda, it is pop. How would you score it,
1: guy? You mm. know what? The more I drink it, the more I can actually taste like real orange, like juiced oranges,
0: right? Which is something I've never juice. been
1: able to taste in any other orange soda. I would score. So, uh, let me let, let me go ahead and say. Out of all soda, that's going to be unfair. Or after, out of all, of all pop, that's going to be unfair. Uh, right. So I'm going to do out of all orange pop.
0: That's that's the right way to do it.
1: <clears throat> I would say, golly, this is probably, you know, I got to go a 4.5 out of 5. 4.5. Yeah, man. Um, The um, only one beating it being Kroger's uh brand of orange soda, orange pop. That uh I think I was talking about it with you on Friday when we met up, yeah, um, I used to go that a vending machine outside of their gas station, and it was uh you could get a can of it for a quarter, so i would I would go up with like a, a handful of quarters, I'd just get a
0: shit ton of them, hell, yeah, uh you know, I think when it, this is gonna sound strange to say. I've had a lot of orange sodas over my life, although it's been many, many years since I drank them, or at least that I remember there's a certain pleasing complexity to this. And the more I drink it, the more I remember getting it sprayed in my eyes and stuff at, uh, (laughs) at ICP shows uh, when, you know, when, when I had seen them, there's something special and pleasing about this. It doesn't taste like other orange sodas to me, other orange pop. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and give this a, a, a five for Orange for orange Pops.
1: Great. Yeah. I don't blame you. Um, yeah, if that's, it wasn't that's for, special. If it wasn't for me growing up with Kroger's brand of, of Orange Pop, this probably would be a five for me as well. And, and can I be honest with you right now? Please. I already finished my can, man.
0: <laughs> I already finished it up i keep taking sips i'm about halfway through i'm like yeah yeah dude I, I took
1: a sip like the first couple drinks i took a sip just to really get the flavor and then my sips just turned into gulps real fast
0: <laughs> that's it man oh that's man. how you know it's good
1: oh absolutely that's gonna be good man I, i'm probably gonna crack another one after uh this <laughs> podcast is, is over
0: oh um, yeah so speaking of this podcast ending What's next week look like, friend?
1: Next week is looking like we're going to check out Shaggy Two Dope's first solo effort, an EP called Fuck Off.
0: Um, <laughs> yep. We will also review Fago Grape. Dude, I am stoked on that because not only do I have fond memories of that EP, but I, I used to be a grape soda person. Like, that was my jam, grape soda.
1: Dude, grape soda has an extremely special place in my heart. And the fact that I have to wait a whole week with grape soda in my fridge. Yep. I think I actually, if I'm being honest, I got to go to the grocery store today. I think I actually might buy like a a six pack or a 12 pack of grape soda to kind of quench my thirst throughout this week. So I won't be, I'm a weak man, Eric. I don't want to be tempted to, to chug this grape before we even review it.
0: Yeah. No, no. Let the anticipation build. You'll enjoy it so much more. You you think you think I should uh Ab- abstain from the grape until next week?
1: Well, uh, beverage edging. Yes, Is that's exactly that it. You know what uh, you
0: could uh, do? You could just drink some oranges between here and there.
1: That's true. Yeah, I mean I, I do have. Uh, so we got the uh, the orange and the grape, and then one other flavor that we'll tease next week. Yeah. Um. I and and I got six oranges. Um. And I, I assume you split these evenly. Yeah. Um, so we each got six oranges, two grape, and two of the the other flavor. So I'm looking very much, very much so, looking forward to hearing Shaggy Two Dope's first solo record, and I'm very much looking forward to Fago Grape. Um, mm. until then,
0: uh, Eric, where can we find your stuff? Well, friend, you can find me on Twitter at Nuclear Is Lonely, and you can find Hollowed Out, that band that I'm in, on all social platforms at Hollowed Out H C.
1: Perfect. You can find all of my stuff that I have going on at www.locklearcomedy.com. Um you can find Ballista, the band that I am in, on all social media platforms and all music streaming platforms. Our handle is at Ballista, C-O-T-C. I stream on Twitch Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Come hang out. You'll probably see me drinking uh, Fago Orange on stream.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And that's about it.
0: Uh, Uh, Can I just throw in there real quickly? It's very important if you're going to look up Ballista that you add the C-O-T-C. Because if you don't, you're going to get the wrong Ballista.
1: Yes. Is there another... I know there are other Ballistas out there, but I don't
0: Did know. you know that if you go to ballista.bandcamp.com, you get a different band called Ballista, and they have a song called Six Pack Fatality, and then in parentheses, Cock Blaster.
1: Great. I'm actually going to listen to that as soon as we get done, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. That's hilarious. Um, so you can find our podcast on Twitter. Our handle is at I-C-U-P-W-W-E. Yeah. Um, we have our link to our playlist on our Twitter. We also talk about when uh, our episodes go out live and all that jazz. We are still doing, if you give us a review on iTunes, we will jugify a photo of your choosing. Or we'll give you a shout out if you don't want that. Either way, hit us with that yeah. review. It helps us out a lot uh if that is all eric my name is aaron uh for my co-host eric i hope y'all have a wonderful week and a big old whoop whoop out there to everybody
0: whoop whoop been a Ghostle Media production. Mm-hmm.
1: So um yeah I just you you know I chug that because I have burps now. <laughs> I love it. Alrighty. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh